0: Today on the 1012 podcast, why this episode is late, a big announcement from Charlie Hustle and Oklahoma State softball pitcher Lexi Kilfoyle joins us to talk about her walk up songs, new pitching coach, Carrie Eberly, and a whole lot more.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social
0: Podcast Network. Welcome to the Ten Twelve, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the Ten Twelve Network. Find every show on the network at 1012network.com. And we are partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on a belated midweek episode. Yes, this was supposed to drop Thursday, as usual. And honestly, we wouldn't have an episode this week if we didn't have the interview with Oklahoma State softball pitcher Lexi Kilfoyle coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, This is a short pod because at this point, I'm so tired. I don't have time to talk about Lance Leipold's new contract or the decisions for the Big 12 in regards to college football playoff expansion and what the SEC and the Big 10 wants. I'll save those thoughts for Monday because sometimes life happens. And this is fun and it's a hobby and I try and make some, some change from it and I enjoy doing it immensely. And when I complain about, I don't want to say complain, when I, when I comment about how, you know, I have three kids, haha, as a joke as to why sometimes I'm not as prepared for the show as it should be, they come first. And when your eldest gets sick and runs a fever for nine days and your uh, primary care provider, their pediatrician tells you. I'm sending you in for more tests, and you go to Arkansas Children's Hospital in Little Rock, 45 minutes away, and then you unexpectedly stay overnight. This is what happens. Uh, thank you to everybody on Twitter who follows me personally at OKTXARpoke uh, for the for the, I mean just the likes alone. I don't I don't try to get overly personal, but you know from a parenting standpoint. There's something to sharing things about distress when it comes to your kids and the positivity you receive from strangers, people you barely know, people you only know through a social media platform. That is very refreshing and reassuring and gives you some positive spirits in some difficult time. Not knowing what's wrong with your kid and one of the possibilities being a real problem, a real issue, a real health concern. Um, and not having that mystery solved for until the morning after a sleepless night on a hard pullout chair, it's not a great 24 hours. So my eldest is, is in much better spirits eating, which stomach doesn't feel bad. The fever is going to come and go. It is mono. We're going to get through it. <laughs> Arrived home to the three-year-old soon to be four-year-old running 104 degree temperature. <laughs> probably the flu. So it's going to be a weekend. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, hope the, the, I hope for all of you a happy and healthy weekend. Again, thank you to everybody and anybody who said, offered kind words or comments or even a like on any post about my daughter. I greatly appreciate it. My wife does as well. And so, like I said, I, I'd love to talk sports. My brain has no capacity at this point for any of it. Um, so we're going to talk to Lexi because this is a fantastic interview with her and I love getting players on and it was a thrill to speak with her. She's having an absolutely incredible start to the season for Oklahoma State. Before I do that, obligatory ad read and not even obligatory because I love doing this ad read for Charlie Hustle because we love having this partnership with Charlie Hustle. They are absolutely fantastic. They're going to have a pop-up shop in Kansas City for the Big 12 men's and women's basketball tournaments. You can go and shop in. I would love to be there this year. Uh, not, not going to happen this year and, and be at that pop up just, just isn't going to work out so you, if you're heading to the b basketball tournament in Kansas City we'll have more information soon but they're going to have a pop up shop you need to go and shop you need to tell them hey the 1012 podcast sent me hey the 1012 podcast network sent us hey we listen to the show that's why we like you that's why we want to come in and shop Like, let them know you heard about them and you've heard about them from us it would be great if you're not gonna make it to the pop-up shop, you can still use our promo code 101215 T-E-N-1215 for 15% off all non-sale items at CharlieHustle.com. Absolutely incredible stuff. Every current Big 12 school minus Cincinnati plus Colorado. If you are gonna to go to Kansas City for the men's and women's basketball tournament, or you're gonna go watch your team play baseball or softball, or you're going to Tulsa for the Big 12 Wrestling Championship that's coming up. Or you're cheering on them, your team's men's and women's tennis team. Go to charliehustle.com, outfit yourself today with some fantastic vintage-inspired clothing. Some of the best, best, some of the best stuff out there. Incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. Go to charliehustle.com. Use that promo code. Don't forget about their pop-up ship coming up. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. All right. Lexi Kilfoyle, Oklahoma State softball. We'll be back on Monday with uh, a lot to get to. Let's get to it. Very excited to have our first player interview here on the podcast for the season, and I'm as as both a Big 12 fan and as an Oklahoma State fan, I'm especially thrilled that we have Oklahoma State pitcher Lexi Kilfoyle joining us today. Lexi, welcome to the 1012.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: No, this is, this is fun. And I, I love getting to talk to the coaches and we try and talk to every Big 12 coach every season. Uh, but getting the players on, it just feels like a special treat, uh, because, I mean, you're the ones out there playing. It's, it's, we get fans get this connection with players and the seeing the excitement that you have and seeing the success that you have and celebrating that. It's, it's so much fun for us, for you. I mean, this is your last season playing college softball. What does that feel like for you right now?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's kind of crazy how fast time has moved. I mean, I still feel like fresh. My freshman year was like two days ago, but it's it's kind of terrifying that I'm the older one now. But I'm super excited to see what the rest of the season has for us. And yeah, it's crazy that I'm I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm gonna be forty this year, so I don't want to hear about getting old. Um, <laughs> I have to ask has has the fact that this is your final season started to settle in yet, or are there still enough games where you don't have to worry about that yet?
1: Um honestly, a little bit of both. I think it's crazy that we're already I think we we around like fifteen games in, so that doesn't even feel real, but I still don't think it's hit me just yet, and the day that it does, I think I'm gonna be an emotional wreck because I mean softball has just been a part of my whole life, so senior day is definitely gonna be an emotional one for definitely me and my family.
0: But yeah. Speaking of family, perfect transition. You, uh, your program, your team just got back from a two week trip in Florida between Clearwater Invitational two weekends ago and then a throw up last minute added game in Florida and Gainesville. You stopped at Dealand to take on Stetson and then a trip to Tampa. How much did you get to spend time-wise with your family? Because you were from Florida. You're from Land Lakes, which is just outside of Tampa. How much time did you get to spend with family, and, and what was that like for you?
1: Honestly, it was a pretty decent amount because we were down there for 10 days, and they actually we ended up getting rained out a few days, and Coach G allowed us to go spend time with our family. So I actually got to go home for about five hours one day, which was really awesome just to be home and like just relax. And I got to see – almost every single one of my siblings because we actually played at the university of Florida and my older brother lives about 20 minutes from there. So I got to meet his new baby, got to see him and his wife. And then my grandma also came down and saw my brother. My brother actually plays football at USF. So we were at the USF tournament last weekend. So I got to see him and all of his friends. So it was really awesome to just go home. And honestly, it's crazy like to think that's where like everything started, especially the clear water fields. Like that's where I'm starting my very last season. So it's really, it's really something sweet.
0: Did, uh, did they all get to come in and, and watch you play at least once? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How, wait, which game?
1: Um, They all, so my parents, my dad and my mom, they never miss a game. They will be at almost every away series unless it's like a midweek. And so I got to see, they came to almost all my games. There was always someone there, so it was really special and, They really, they make a lot of sacrifices because they love us children and they want to see us pursue our dreams and they just, they love us to death and they'll do anything to come watch us perform.
0: How many siblings do you have?
1: Um, So I have a younger brother, Andrew. I have an older brother, Darren, and then I have an older half-brother, Casey, and older half-sister, Kayla. So four.
0: Okay. So it's, it's okay. It's a full house uh, during the holidays. Oh yeah, it is.
1: It's a good time. (laughs)
0: Uh, well, I mean, it was a great time. Obviously, your parents see you all the time, so they've seen plenty of great performances from you. But obviously, great time to get to see you this past week. I mean, an absolutely fantastic week for you. 3-0, and starting with the game in Florida on Monday through the weekend. Three complete games, allowed just six hits, 18 strikeouts, two walks. Plus, great at plate. Three or four for the play with a home run, two doubles, and three RBIs. I mean, look, you put up plenty of great performances throughout your career, but this just felt like this really great weekend. How much of just playing at home, I mean, or close to home, kind of helped you find a groove and find the rhythm this weekend?
1: Honestly, I try not to think about that too much, but just being in front of my family, I know people are like, they have a tendency to outperform and not be themselves, but. I feel like that's the thing that Coach G is really good about. He's like, it's still a game of softball no matter where we're playing. It's still the same distance, same foul line, same everything. So just try not to make it more than what it is and just go out there and play the usual game that we've been playing since we're six years old. That's what Coach G always tells us day in and out. All
0: right, what's your favorite? I mean, obviously Coach G gives you guys plenty of coaching advice and plenty of life advice and everything else. What's your favorite piece of advice uh, from Coach Gajewski?
1: Honestly, I would say the, like, play this game like you're six years old, because that was honestly me and my brothers, we all played, we, my brothers played baseball, and I played softball growing up, and we always played wiffle ball in the front yard, always, we always, we got in trouble a few times, because parents weren't home, and we probably did some things we weren't supposed to, but that was what we looked forward to at the end of the day, was at the end of the school day, we would go outside, we'd play wiffle ball, and just have a blast doing it. And coach G tells us the same thing. He's like, I want you to play ball. Like you're six year old, six years old in your backyard. And honestly, like, I'd never heard it from that kind of perspective until I got here. And that's when I felt like I noticed, like, I felt like I had a weight lift, lifted off my shoulders because I was like, I'm just having fun. Like hit the ball as hard as you can throw dirty pitches. And I feel like that's, that's really helped me these last two years is, it's just been so freeing to feel like I can play like that, like I did growing up.
0: I love the phrase "throw dirty pitches." That's yep. fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get that on a T-shirt and get some nil funds going in for Lexi here. Uh, okay, this has been a, I think, a really good start to the season for Oklahoma State so far. As you mentioned, fifteen games in, you guys are thirteen and two. That is incredible, especially considering at least externally. You know, coming into the season, there were a lot of questions about where this program was going to be this year, especially with the losses of so many impactful players from last season and years past, including Cheyenne Factor, Kylie Naomi, Rachel Becker, and of course, Kelly Maxwell, among others. But internally, how did you and your teammates feel about this season coming into the year?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we all knew that we were a very young team. Obviously, we lost, I think it was like seven of our starters. And so that was something that we had to accept and kind of move on with. And so... I think that was kind of the responsibility that some of us older girls kind of took on was trying to lead younger girls so they can fill the role of those older players that we had lost. And so I think they're doing an amazing job of it. And like I said, coach G says it's the same game you've always been playing. Like, and he reminds us day in and out. He's like, you're good enough to play here. And that's why I recruited you to be here. So that's why you're starting on the field. So I think it's, it's been an amazing start for this, The season so far, I think we've been challenged a bunch with those big games. And at the end of the day, I think that's what we need is you don't want to like a gradual like progress in the season. We kind of just jump straight into the fire. And I think that's those games are games that we're going to learn a lot from. And we just have to learn from our mistakes, continue to do what we've been doing good, and just move forward with
0: it. As you mentioned, you and the seniors have kind of had to step up and take on that leadership role. For you. What's been your mindset about about taking that on this year of being kind of the the picture everyone knows the expectations that are externally kind of put on you obviously internally that that doesn't necessarily seem to be in its that way but how have you handled that leadership role what do you think like you've brought to that position within the program this year
1: Yeah I feel like I'm a very introverted person people say I'm not but it takes me a while to kind of open up and I just don't speak out a lot but I feel like I'm definitely like a more one-on-one person and I know that that's my strength so I'm constantly like checking on the girls or try to like do the best that I can to like build those one-on-one relationships and because I want to be that kind of person that they can come to and talk literally anything whether it's about softball pitching hitting or even just life in general like I want to be I want to be the person that they feel comfortable that they can come to me and like not feel judged, not feel absolutely anything. So my def, I would say my leadership role is definitely a little bit more behind the scenes. And we also have some other girls who are good at like the motivational talks, that kind of stuff. So I think all of us leaders, I think we we mesh very well because we we're all different in so many different ways. But I'm definitely more of a one-on-one behind the scenes, like kind of talk to the girls and check up on them kind of leader. I feel like.
0: Okay, so who's who's the motivational speaker on the roster?
1: Uh, definitely Scotland David. She's. Every time we're in a huddle, she's always, she always has some wisdom to share and it's different every time. And it's honestly, I've never seen her like that before because usually it's the older girls like rule or they're the ones that are usually talking in the circle. And so obviously last year we had Kylie Naomi and, but Scotland David's done a really amazing job stepping up this year. And she always has, she always has so much wisdom to spread and the girls trust her with her full heart. So I think it's amazing that she stepped into that role.
0: Obviously we talked about the players who've left. Coaching changes as well. John Barkfeld, your pitching coach, retired at the end of the last season. In comes former cowgirl Carrie Eberly to take over, just her second year in coaching. What has that transition been like here inside the staff?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's been very smooth, to be completely honest, because Carrie actually pitched under Coach John. And Carrie loved Coach John and we all we all love Coach John. We still do. And that was one of the things that she kind of carried with her as a pitching coach is very similar, like mannerisms, very similar drills, very similar like mindset. So it's honestly been a really smooth transition and we're all, we're adding some new, some new stuff to the pitching. Like we're doing more like data analytical stuff just to see how we can complement each other best as a staff, that kind of stuff. And so it's been really great. She's, she's closing our age, obviously. So it's, it's more of like a mentorship to me. And I think it's it's honestly like a perfect match for all of us. She pushes everyone day in and out. They she like she wants to see like everyone strive to be their absolute best. And it's been I think it's been amazing for every single pitcher on our staff.
0: What do you think is kind of different about her? Where where have you found that she's been able to kind of help you improve differently than, than Coach Barkfeld did?
1: Yeah, I feel like honestly they're like once again, they're very similar, but she she really recognizes me and she knows she, tr- she trusts me and coach John Barschfeld did as well. And she knows that like, I feel good with my stuff and there's not much like, I feel like I need to change except for a few tweaks here and there, but she's done a really good job of accepting me as the pitcher I am and not doing too much. And then obviously with the other pitchers that are developing more of their mechanics and new pitches, she's been amazing with that too. So it's awesome to have a coach that can fluctuate between girls that feel good about their pitching stuff and don't want much to change. And then also girls that are still developing. So she's, she's really good at managing literally every situation that she's been put in.
0: That's, that's fantastic. Managing people is as much as important a part of role as just like teaching the ins and outs of the game. So to hear that she's already got that, especially in just a second season as a coach, like that's, that's really impressive. And I kind of think that speaks some to why coach G felt comfortable bringing her on as the new pitching coach.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was definitely, it was a great addition. And I think, her being a, a former cowgirl she's been in our shoes she's lived most of the same experiences as us because she's been there and i think it's really awesome because she, we can go to her not even just for pitching like real life advice like we still talk to her about like our daily lives and just getting like building that connection that goes beyond just the softball field
0: obviously she is a former cowgirl <clears throat> uh, so too is Vanessa Shippey-Fletcher, the new hitting coach who was promoted. Uh, You've got a lot of former cowgirls on this staff, like across the board. How, how, what, how does that, do you feel like that helps the program? Like that's a lot of connection to Oklahoma State and a lot of people who've come through Stillwater who understand what it is, but like, how do you feel that benefits the program?
1: Yeah, I think that's something you see a lot of nowadays is coaches start to bring back their former players, their former greats, their All-Americans, and I think it really helps us like establish like the standards and how OSU softball has become. And so they, like I said, they know like the day in and out schedule, they know what we go through. They know what it's like to be four hours of practice in just like feeling exhausted. And it's awesome to have like that kind of understanding. And I think they have so much knowledge, all of the, literally everyone on step whether it's Shippy, whether it's Maddie, Sue, Carrie, It's it's really something special because they were also in our shoes. And so we get to follow in their footsteps and they kind of get to they get to lead the way. And not that it doesn't feel like coaching, but like I said, it feels more like mentorship with a side of coaching.
0: All right. I I know we don't like to look at games ahead on the schedule. It's it's game by game. Um, That's fine. But obviously this is the last season that Oklahoma will be in the Big 12. It's the last time that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will play as Big 12 members. And we don't know what the schedule will look like with Oklahoma moving forward. Obviously this is your final season. It's your last shot against Oklahoma as well. Like, have you guys talked about OU at all? Has there been conversation of like, this is, this is the last time we understand this? I'm not going to say you've circled the game on the schedule, but isn't there at least some internal ex, uh, like understanding of like, it might be just a little bit bigger than usual just because it might be the last time we play them for a couple of seasons.
1: Yeah. Honestly, we haven't, like, it hasn't even been brought up in the locker room, like in meetings at all. Coach G is always like the next most important game is the next one we have. And so, I mean, definitely it's something that that we think of in the back of our minds, like the Texas rivalry or the Oklahoma rivalry. But I think that that rivalry, it's, I'm excited to play them because it's one of those, like series that's going to grow the game of softball because obviously the world series being in Oklahoma, we have so many softball fans here and for Oklahoma to have a brand new stadium an even bigger stadium this year. And then we get to play them towards the end of postseason, I think that's going to be, it's going to be really fun to just grow the game and see how many people we can get out there for the last Oklahoma Oklahoma state series.
0: Okay, I got I got a few more questions for you here. These are going to be a little a little more fun. Um, first off, so at Oklahoma State, you guys have two walk up songs, as you have told me before this interview. I have to know what are your walk up songs this season.
1: So my first one is "Fuss and Fight" by Cole Wetzel. My, me and my brother, my little brother Andrew, we love Co Wetzel to death, and it just has a good has a good little build up in the beginning. So I've always liked that song. was my walk up song last year? Kept it this year. And then my second one, I switched it up. I did "Wild Side" by Motley Crue, and I honestly like, like, like I said, Andrew and my dad. Every once in a while, we like to listen to a little bit of rock and roll, and I know my dad loves any kind of rock and roll. So I was, I was kind of thinking of him in the moment. I was like, you know what, I like this. I know my dad will enjoy it. I think it would get the fans fired up.
0: Uh, okay, so obviously that that game against Florida, those are two great song options. Uh, obviously, the game against Florida came together, as we all know, within a very short time period. I mean, Sunday, Coach G is texting Coach Walton, and then within 24 hours, you've got a game ready to go. You've got umps, and you've got a game that's going to be broadcast. When when he gave you guys the news like, hey, we're going to turn around and go down here to Gainesville and play a game, like what, w- what was your thought process that morning? And oh, by the way, Lexi, you're going to be in the circle for this one.
1: Yeah, honestly. So we were actually – it was Sunday night. We were at Carrie Eber- Eberly's house. We were doing like a little family dinner a bunch of us had just went to the beach. We came back, we were swimming in the pool. And then he actually, he called like a meeting in front of everyone, just like all the parents, everyone was like, we're going to have like a game against Florida. And I was actually, I was in the bathroom changing. So I came out and I heard him say something about Gainesville and I was like, what are we doing tomorrow? Like I didn't hear a little conversation. And so they said, they're like, we're playing the university of Florida tomorrow. Like we thought we were going to practice or have the day off, but He's like, this is just a great addition to our schedule. Like Tim Walton's always been a great friend of mine. And I think this is going to be great for both of our programs. And it was honestly exciting because I, the last time I played Florida was when I was at university of Alabama and just growing. Like, I know a few of the girls on the team, Kendra Falby. She's one of my, one of my best friends since the day I was born. And it was just awesome to go back there and obviously see my brother, his new baby. And because they live 20 minutes from there. So it was really exciting to, like kind of pop up and just play a game like that. It's awesome how softball can work like that. And then even get it televised, even have so many fans there just for only a 24 hours notice. It's really special.
0: All right. So former Iowa State outfielder, Leah Nelson is, is our one of our co-hosts here on the show. And as she has told me, um, she loved playing at Oklahoma State because the fans are some of the most just rowdy and talkative and especially out there in the in the decks like they know everything about you they've done extensive fbi level research into you and they're gonna throw all that stuff out to you okay so a do you feel like you've got some of the best fans as far as knowing how to get at the other opposing players and b what's the school you guys have played at where the fans have been the most engaging with you guys as players
1: Yeah. I mean, our fans are absolutely amazing. Sorry. And I think even on like the 30 degree days, they're always out there. They always, what are the, like the party decks, they have the parent deck and just, everyone always comes out and it's awesome to have people so involved in our sport. And then also just have having fans that stick by our side, even in our roughest of moments, like last year we, we were on like a 10, I think it was a 10 game losing streak. And Just I know what it's like to have fans in the past just bash you and bash like all the coaches decisions and everything. And I truly believe that our fans, they stick by our side day in and out, whether it's like that or not. And then I would say the most fun. Oh, gosh, that's hard. (laughs) I do remember one game vividly last year, we played Tulsa and it was it wasn't it didn't feel like a. Fun environment. It was more of like a heckling environment, which honestly I don't do very well with. So it's a little (laughs) bit intimidated, but it is fun when you can have like those fun like relationships with the other team's fans and the current players. So I think, I think our fans, they're really respectful about it. Like they joke about it. They even like, like the girls will will turn around and like go talk to them, even though they've never met the other team before. So it's really cool to have fans like ours because. They just they love Oklahoma State just as much as we do. And they're always there for us. They always got our backs.
0: Which player on their roster is the best at dealing with the hecklers? Oh, gosh. Condition back.
1: Yeah. I feel like Talon is really, <laughs> which is surprising. Look, there was one game in Clearwater. Talon just, she kept, she's, she keeps it very like to herself. And she'll like come to us and talk about it and be like, Oh, these guys, like they won't stop crap talking us. And so she does a good job of like hiding it, but she'll like come over to us and like let out her frustrations, but she's done a good job of like hiding it. But I think the, I think probably Jill would probably be the best at talking back. So she's our center fielder this year. And I feel like the parent's deck is actually right outside of center field. So we'll probably give her some hell every now and then, but I feel like she'll dish it right back to them.
0: Uh, okay. The Guys are finally be back home for some games. Should we expect to see Bullet back? I mean, Bullet was such a mainstay (laughs) during games last year, and I think we all we all miss Bullet. Are we going to see Bullet down there in the in the bullpen with you guys?
1: Yeah. So Bullet, he's still in our locker room to this day. And so Bailey Runner, she transferred to Central Arkansas. She was kind of the the keeper of Bullet. She always got everyone rowdy in the dugout. And so we actually haven't really talked about it, but I feel like Bullet. Everyone loves Bullet, but I feel like. Bullet is such like a postseason like it gets everyone going so we haven't really talked about it as a team yet but I think Bullets might stay away until postseason and then everyone will get excited when they get to see Bullet again.
0: Very good. Lexi thank you so much this has been absolutely fantastic good luck to you and your team for the rest of the season I know I'll be cheering you on both as a Big 12 fan as an Oakland State fan Uh, but you've been great and uh, enjoy your last season in Stillwater.
1: Thank you so much thank you for having me I appreciate it.
0: Podcast Network.